0: hurricane hotline on the home of the U AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM driven by Williamson Cadillac for value style and performance visit Miami's premier luxury dealership click williamsoncadillac.com now here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes Joe Zagacki
1: basketball season starts tomorrow and for the University of Miami that means women's basketball in action tomorrow 1 o'clock game against Jacksonville at the Watsko Center, and then on Saturday at 3 o'clock, the University of Miami women's team will take on North Florida. The Hurricanes men's basketball team will tip things off on Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Our game will be heard on Waxy 790. We'll be on the air at 5.30 on Sunday afternoon from the Watsko Center as the Hurricanes will take on North Florida. That is on Sunday. And joining us right now, To talk about University of Miami men's basketball is Hurricanes head coach Jim Laranega. With University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega, Hurricanes basketball season gets underway on Sunday night at 6 o'clock at the Wattsco Center against North Florida. Coach, first of all, happy Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, uh, Joe. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All in one.
1: (laughs) It's unusual, that this year for Thanksgiving we're home normally. We're at some basketball tournament going back and forth or uh, playing in a basketball tournament. Not the case this year. But nonetheless, uh, excited to get the basketball season underway. What are your thoughts on on your team this year as you uh, look at them in practice? What do you think you're going to bring to the court on Sunday night?
2: Well, Joe, I was looking at my calendar uh, this morning when I got up and I saw him in the Cayman Islands. (laughs) Because before before COVID, we had scheduled an event in the Cayman Islands. We were supposed to play Monday, today, and tomorrow in the Caymans, and then come back and give the kids the, the Thanksgiving weekend off. So once COVID hit, the NCAA changed all the rules that we had to change our schedule. We had to reschedule the seven games uh, that we had scheduled between November 10th and November. 25th uh, we had to cancel a few of them and postpone them till next year but now that the season is here we open up on on sunday our first game tomorrow was postponed uh, we were supposed to play stetson that game now has been rescheduled for december 4th we will open up on sunday uh, against north florida and uh, hopefully we'll be able to play the game because north florida opens up its season tomorrow They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. I'm just hoping like crazy that they don't show up with COVID and give it to our guys.
1: This is going to be an unusual season. I guess you've already told your players you have to brace to be flexible and be ready to adjust no matter what this year.
2: Yeah, you sure do. You asked me about our team for this year, and when when the season – we were preparing for this season – we were very, very optimistic because of the number of returning players, and the worst—the worst thing happened about a month ago. Uh, Sam Wardenberg, our most experienced front court player, who was our leading rebounder, leading shot blocker, and best uh, front court defender, tore a ligament in his foot. Had to have a pin put in it, and uh, he's out for the season. So there's been a real battle for his starting uh, forward position by a number of guys but if you look at our backcourt chris lights cam augusti isaiah wong harlan beverly and and earl timberlake uh we we feel like we've got a good combination of guards they're very interchangeable and they all can really score the ball so i think from an offensive standpoint those guards will give us some firepower the problem is we're not very big, and our defense really suffers from our lack of size. That's why losing Sam Wardenberg was was such an issue.
1: Chris Likes, uh, already a senior, how time flies, preseason All-ACC. What are some of the things that you're going to demand and expect from him this year?
2: Well, the first thing is we've talked to Chris about having to be a better leader. We, we want him to lead the group in a very positive way. Chris is one of those fiery guys. He's a little dynamo, and he's got a lot of emotion. We need him to channel that emotion in a positive way and get the other guys to follow him. Uh, Some of our guys are so emotional that they they end up being frustrated and way too easily. Someone misses a shot or misses a defensive assignment. You can't get all bent out of shape. Everybody's going to make mistakes. We've got to keep the team together. And Chris and Cam Agusti, who are seniors, they really got to be the leaders, along with our two big fellas, um, Rodney Miller and Nasir Brooks. Those those guys are both fifth-year seniors who can really, really contribute.
1: Where do you think Cam Agusti's game can improve? He was in double figures 21 times a year ago.
2: Yeah, I, I expect that that will continue. We need him to become a better team defender. He works pretty hard to guard his own man, but uh, he needs to recognize, you know, when he's the helper. No, so many of our players are so glued to their men, and in practice, we talk to them all the time. You got to see the ball. You got to see your man. But you can't get so glued on your man, you don't see about what the other team is trying to execute. Because defense basically is about stopping the opponent, not just stopping your man.
1: Isaiah Wong started the final 13 games of the season last year. He put together some monster performances. For example, at Virginia Tech, 27 points and 14 rebounds. What do you expect out of him this season? Some of that has to plateau off, but uh, I would imagine he still has a lot of room to grow.
2: Well, that's the area of the game that, that we've tried to bring Chris Likes, Cam Auguste, Isaiah Wong and Harlan Beverly, veterans together, and let them know if you guys share the ball, you can all succeed. But if guys just play individual basketball and we don't get the kind of assists, you know, we want to average 16 assists a game. If we're only getting 10 assists a game, that that's not, not a, a sign that we're going to be real good offensively. It's too easy for these guys who are good one-on-one players just to play one-on-one. Instead of finding the open man better, um, Isaiah Wong is a very gifted one-on-one player, but he he should be very good at finding the open man because he's so hard to guard. He often draws the the help defense, and if he if he can find a Chris Likes or a Cam Mcgusty on the perimeter for a wide open three, that that would really help us.
1: Uh, you mentioned uh, a couple of the freshmen. You have Matt Cross, also Earl Timberlake. Timberlake comes from. Dematha High School. Maybe some of our listeners are familiar with Dematha. Maybe not, but Dematha one of the great programs in the Washington D.C. area. I think they've won this championship forty-one times, uh, with Earl winning one last year.
2: Earl Earl Timberlake is like uh, our version of Jimmy Butler of the Miami Heat. <laughs> Six-five-six-six, six, toughest nails, physically strong, uh, multi-dimensional, offensively and defensively. Earl can play the one, the two, the three, and the four. He can guard the one, two, three, and four. He's he's a, a very competitive guy. He is a driver, slasher, uh, scorer type guy. So very much like Jimmy Butler. But remember, I say that Earl's just a freshman. So he's still got a lot of things to learn. He really... Uh, is a tough defensive player, but on his own, man. we got to get him where he can be a, a good team defender as well.
1: And then the other freshman you have in this class is Matt Cross. He went to Brewster Academy. He was also high school teammates with Anthony Walker. Our listeners might be interested. Brewster Academy is one of those basketball powers. Oh, by the way, Donovan Mitchell, who plays pretty well in the NBA, he uh, was a graduate of Brewster Academy, so he comes from a very uh, comes from a place where basketball is very, very important.
2: Yeah, Brewster Academy and, and Jason Smith, the coach, have done a great job of preparing their players for college. They always have. At least a half a dozen or more Division One players, more than likely eight or ten guys. Um, Matt Cross is now uh, the the replacement for Sam Wardenberg. Even though he's a freshman, he can shoot the three. He's strong physically, like most freshmen. He's got to improve defensively. He's a nice rebounder, uh, and and he's a, a good guy to throw the ball to. Because he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's a good shooter, a good passer, uh, and uh, a a guy that can get you an assist. Because if you throw it to him, he makes the shot at a high rate.
1: You have uh, really just four games before you open up ACC play. What what is your concern about? Uh, four games and how much you can find out about your team before you go into the ACC. And I might mention that one of those four games is against Purdue out of the Big Ten.
2: Well, Joe, my main concern is about COVID nineteen, keeping our team healthy. Uh, second is try to keep them uh, injury free because uh, we we've already lost some guys and and especially in the last couple of years, been very shorthanded and it's been very very challenging uh, so we want to keep our guys healthy and playing well uh, we're going to face a number of different kinds of defenses early a team like north florida uh, plays a 2-3 zone primarily a team like purdue plays uh, man uh, a man a team like stetson plays multiple defense they play man they play zone they switch up the zone from a 1-3-1 to a 2-3 so we're going to face different kinds of defenses, and I think that will help us uh, prepare for the different kinds of defenses we face in the ACC.
1: I know I'm jumping ahead here, but the the Purdue ACC Big Ten Challenge, I believe, uh, the last time Miami played Purdue in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, it was your first year here. The game was at Purdue, but that's a nice that's a nice uh, attractive matchup uh, for the University of Miami for the Big Ten Challenge.
2: Matt Painter and his staff uh, do a a, a great job. Um, Purdue has been hugely successful. They beat us at Purdue 10 years ago, uh, and hopefully we can return that favor uh, when they come here. The ACC Big Ten Challenge has always uh, been something we look forward to. Last year, we had a tremendous game at Illinois. We shot the ball extremely well. We played really well. We got a 27-point lead at halftime, or at least 27-point lead sometime in the first yeah. half. And then, and then they came roaring back in the second half. And it came down to the very last defensive possession. They had the ball. We were up two, and Chris Likes drew a charge. So we end up winning the game uh, and probably our best performance of the early season.
1: We have seen so far that because of coronavirus, it's a challenge here in college basketball. It looks like it's going to be that way. Are you forced to practice in any different manner to keep players separated? Or do you have to be creative in how you uh, practice and get ready for games?
2: Yeah, everything is based on the protocols that the university has set for us. Number one, the coaches wear masks 100% of the time. Our players wear masks. Whenever they're on campus and whenever they're in the gym, in the practice facility or the arena, except when they step onto the court to actually play. So everybody's in mass. Then the players take their masks off and we start to, to, to practice. Uh, the, the arena is set up for social distancing. Our practice facility is set up for social distancing. Everybody's eight to ten feet apart. Uh, they all have their own chair. They all have their own area, they all have their own drinks, and there's there's very little interaction except on the court when we're playing offense and defense.
1: The ACC did announce they're moving the ACC tournament this year back to Greensboro for this year. I imagine that has to do, obviously, with the the virus. Maybe they uh, can bubble up the ACC tournament, but that's going to go back to Greensboro. A lot of discussion about the NCAA tournament being held in one location or in one state, anyway, in uh, Indianapolis or Indiana. Uh,
2: uh, Joe, I have no idea what's going to happen in March. I listened to the news broadcasts. And sometimes it's terrifying to hear the uh, experts, the doctors, the scientists uh, predict what's next. Uh, and most recently, I, I, you know, I heard during this Thanksgiving break, with all the students going home, with everybody traveling in airports, that this thing is going to spike again. And then at Christmas and New Year's, it's going to spike even a third or fourth time. So. I'm wearing my mask, Joe. I know that. So is my wife. We're trying to stay safe. I hope you are too. I hope our fans are. I hope they social distance. It's it's nice to be able to enjoy family, but you don't want two weeks from now to be in the hospital struggling to breathe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah This is a very uh, very important time. Uh, no question about that. Uh, just a couple more quick things on on your team uh, before we let you go here. Uh, should mention. I think it will be exciting. You talked about Nasir Brooks. Uh, he steps in. He was a guy that was very engaged, I thought, last year with your team, even though he wasn't eligible to play because it was a transfer.
2: Yeah, Nasir's got a lot of energy. He's very vocal. Uh, he was the defensive player of the year in the American Conference. We're hoping he can do the same for us. We expect he can. We need him to stay out of foul trouble. One of the differences is he came from a program that zoned a lot. And now he's in a program that plays man-to-man a lot. So uh, he's had to make an adjustment. He's got to um, learn the the basics of of our defensive concepts. But so far, so good. Uh, I love his energy and his enthusiasm. So hopefully he'll have a great year.
1: And uh, your first two opponents, North Florida and Stetson. Uh, North Florida has some transfers Stenson has uh, they have Brendan Sur on their coaching staff from, from uh, his days with the Detroit Pistons and a very experienced uh, very experienced squad before you go up against Purdue.
2: yeah Brendan and I go back to the New York days when he was a high school coach and uh, when he was an assistant with the Detroit Pistons I was the head coach of Bowling Green State University in Ohio and I invited Brendan to come down and speak at my roundtable clinic which we did every September and he came down and talked all about the bad boys, Joe, <laughs> and, and the kind of defense they played. I remember asking him in front of about a hundred high school coaches. Hey, 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 Brendan, how is it that you guys can just elbow and punch and, and knock people down and in the NBA, that's not called a foul. Well, yeah. oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah.
1: I looked at their roster. I don't see Bill Lambier on there, so that's good.
2: Yeah. No, this, this is something that, that uh, <laughs> the best late plans, Joe, we planned on, on North Florida just busting down from uh, Jacksonville. Instead, they're in Raleigh, North Carolina, flying in. Mm. Uh, it just drives me nuts trying to plan ahead to avoid the, the potential of of spreading the virus and we can only take care of ourselves, Joe. We can only uh, do what we can do to prevent the spread. But if, if, uh, if and when we play North Florida on Sunday, hopefully they don't have it and our guys don't get it.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll do the best we can. Uh, we'll be high above the court up in a suite looking down on, on you coaching and very much looking forward uh, to another year. Uh, before we let you go, let me think now. This is what ten years, year number ten. Man, time flies for you, Coach.
2: Yeah, tenth anniversary, Joe, of us being together. I'm looking forward to a another exciting year of ACC basketball. I hope our fans will tune in and watch us on TV. We don't have any fans at the game. The arena will be empty, but hopefully, we'll have a large TV audience.
1: Uh, well, you've done an incredible job making this program relevant. I know you'll uh, guide the guys through this uh, very difficult season uh, the best way possible, uh, safely, and you'll navigate it. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to Sunday night and the best of luck. Thanks, Joe. University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. Let me talk to you for a moment about Williamson Cadillac. Ed Williamson and his lovely wife Carol Williamson are big, I mean, big, University of Miami basketball fans. They like to attend the games, they like to sit right along the baseline. Hopefully here in the future, they'll be able to do that once again. But let me talk you about Williamson Cadillac because they've been a part of this community for 52 years. And they have served this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami right now. You can experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer with its award-winning lineup. You can make a statement in their unmistakable XT crossovers engineered to stand out. I'm driving the XT4. You can excite your senses in Williamson's CT sedan series dedicated to performance or ride in the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade. All of williamson's cars they are dynamic they have power they have speed you can find the perfect ride just for you visit their state-of-the-art facility it is conveniently located at us1 and 104th street just south of the palmetto expressway or view their entire lineup online at williamsoncadillac.com williamson cadillac your premier luxury dealership williamson is miami